100% of our proceeds will be donated to the Blue Bench. The Blue Bench is Denver Metro Area's only comprehensive sexual assault prevention and survivor support center. Since its founding in 1983, they have worked tirelessly to eliminate sexual assault and diminish the impact it has on individuals, their loved ones, and our community. To learn more, visit thebluebench.org. In order to donate, please take a look at our RevCheck link on our website. Um, this is hard, but I can do hard things. Hello everyone, welcome to We Can and We Will. I'm Grace Higgins. And I'm Gretchen Metz. A podcast where we celebrate all different kinds of women. In this episode, we will be talking about a strong woman in the workforce, so of course we had to invite our good friend Ali Schmidt to talk with us. She is an entrepreneur who rose up in a male-dominated workplace, and she doesn't let anything bring her down. Ali, let's get started. So I'm just going to ask like a few questions just to get kind of like a background and just to kind of like explain what like life would be like like running like a business like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, what was your attitude like going into it? Like were you scared, kind of optimistic? Like mm-hmm. going into it as recently or however yeah. long ago. Um, you know, I'd say in general, heading into this type of job, I was, um, I was excited, uh, but also I think realistic on, you know, what kind of job it is. You know, yeah. being a financial advisor, a lot of what we do every day is is working with clients and individuals, you know, and when you start in this business, depending on how you get into it, um, you don't necessarily have any clients, which is yeah, kind of an interesting sure. <laughs> way to start a business without a business, you know, and, and I think that that in itself can, um, you know, create a number of different emotions. I mean, certainly excitement, um, to figure out that it can just kind of be anything at that point, which is kind of cool. Um, but also, you, you know, nervous and um, a little bit skeptical on just, you know, how are, um, you know, how are we going to do it? I, I mean, how are we going to find sure. clients? How are we going to do this in the right way? So a mix of emotions, really, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of when I first jumped in, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. Um, how did you find yourself, like, preparing for, um, like, your position? Was it, like, a lot of schooling, a lot of training? Like, what did that look like? Um, so a little bit of both, actually. Um, I majored in accounting and, and so I'm, I'm more in finance and specifically in financial planning. So, you know, the accounting background I think has been really helpful, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily the path that a lot of people take to get to this job. Um, so, you know, kind of all that meant for me was just that in order to make that shift, I mean, it's still business. It still has a lot of the same kind of underlying, but in order to make that shift, it took, a lot of kind of private mm-hmm. research. Yeah. Um, I, I find the subject matter really interesting, mm-hmm. which I think helps. Yeah. You, you know, helps to want to learn. Um, and I've kind of always felt that way. You know, and I think that that's something that's just so important with, you know, whenever anyone's trying to, you know, find a job is finding something that you find interesting. I think she makes a really good point when she talks about like studying and preparation. Because I've been, I've been kind of thinking about pursuing a career in forensic psychology, and I know that takes a lot of preparation. Yeah, have you thought about what you're gonna do to prepare for that? Yeah, I've been thinking about um, doing a psychology program at Arizona State, and I've been taking a few classes through like community college just to get college credits, and also just like taking classes that will go into that major. What about you? Have you thought about what you're gonna do after high school? I've definitely thought about it, but it definitely gets super overwhelming trying to think too much because I just know that I don't have a lot 
planned out for the future and I'm not exactly sure what I'm interested in. So it's definitely going to be a lot more preparation and like learning on my part to figure out what I want to do. Yeah, and that's okay. It's definitely a lot to take in at once and there's a lot of pressure to make the right decision. Exactly. I just want to find something that I like to do so I don't get bored or tired of my job. Yeah, I get that too. And that's what Ali was talking about with finding something that really interests you so that it never gets boring and that you love the work that you do. For sure. And I know I'll be okay, but right now I just feel a lot of pressure to do the right thing in my life. You have time to decide on what you want to do, so don't overwhelm yourself right now. Okay. Please support Boko Gear for your mask and headwear needs. They are a local women-owned company based in Boulder. They took their expertise in headwear and make the best-fitting, most comfortable masks offered on the market. Check them out at bocogear.com. You know, I think that's so important, and that was a huge part of it. So, um, you know, I have my CPA, which I got from being in accounting, but then also once I switched over to financial planning, you know, certainly had to study and pass my Series 7, my Series 66, um, and then also my Certified Financial Planner exam. So there was a lot of studying, there was a lot of kind of, I guess, um, traditional coursework, um, but I'd say I learned most, uh, honestly, Google. Yeah, for <laughs> Which, sure. you know, seems kind of crazy, yeah. right. But, you know, really trying to do your own research when, I, I think it's important when you're in a field, no matter what it is, when you hear something you don't know, is to go look. You know, yeah, and I've, I've spent so much time doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Makes sense. Um, I know it's kind of hard, like, to think of off the top of your head, but can you think of, like, a moment where you felt, like, defeated, or maybe not even defeated, just, like, where you thought, like, this could be a little harder than I had anticipated? <laughs> just something, like, a little discouraging, you know? Yeah. Um, I can think of many, um, <laughs> to tell you the truth. And, yeah. Uh, you know... Yeah, I mean, I mean, there were a lot of times when I felt discouraged. I, I think mm -hmm. probably the most discouraging was at the beginning, mm -hmm. you yeah, know, sure. and, and um, I know you know this because how your dad, you know, <laughs> yeah. the business, um, sure. but we did a lot of door knocking where literally you go out into neighborhoods and you knock on doors and, you know, I would say, you know, hey, my name's Allie. I'm, you know, opening a business in the area. Here are the things that I'm trying to do. And, and discouraging was you know on the nice side was just people saying no thank you and closing mm -hmm. the door you know or you had people who you know were maybe just a little bit more forceful mm -hmm. <laughs> yes that. yes yeah. um, and and I think that you know it certainly had its moments of being discouraging I, I think when when you get into a career that is difficult and mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of difficult careers out there mm -hmm. um, I think it's just important to know going in that it's not going to be easy and there are going to be discouraging moments. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, when those moments happened, I really, from the beginning kind of was like, well, but I'm on a longer term path here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not about yeah. today. It's about, you know, I think that I can do something meaningful over a really long period of time. And, and I think by setting the stage when I started in that way of this really, really long term, um, thought process and, and really constantly reminding myself of why I'm doing it. Um, and for me, you know, why I'm doing it is to, you know, help people, um, and to provide, you know, a good environment for myself and also for my family. And, um, and I think having those longer term goals helps to deal with that discouragement because there's so much of it. And, and I think when you get into it, I think one thing, you know, that I always remind myself of is that, um, this is hard, but I can do hard things. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't need to be easy mm -hmm. for me to succeed. Yeah, um, I'm really glad you said that. That's kind of like what this what this podcast is like about. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Awesome. Perfect.
um, do you think there have any been any like specific like experiences that have kind of shaped you into like the business women or just like the person you are today? It doesn't have to be only business, but it definitely can be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm in a profession that um, thankfully, and I, and, I, and I love it because it mixes the personal with the business. There's no, you, you know, I can't be one person at work and then one person at home and then one person with my friends. You know, it's like, Definitely. it's kind of what you see is what you get yeah. um, with mm-hmm. my personality. And thankfully our business is, is that way where we just kind of deal with people, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess some of the things that really shaped, you know, who I am and who I am as a business person, but then also who I'm as a, just a person in general. Um, I say so much has to do with my parents, mm-hmm. honestly, my parents yeah. led, such incredible and still do lives Mm -hmm. that really not only told me and my sisters that you know these are important ways to live you know do unto others as as you you know as you would have them do unto you but that was a big thing my dad used to always say and to be independent was was a big thing you know in our family and to make sure that you know you can support yourself and take care of yourself and to be confident um but at the same time also have some humility mm-hmm. you know I, I remember growing up I played basketball yeah. and um, I had some success when I was um, in high school and uh, yeah. you know into college and things and and I remember one thing that my dad would always tell me is he'd be like you know great job you're working hard you, you know certainly always stress the work side of it yeah, as opposed definitely. to you know the talent side it was more about the work that was put in and but I always remember he would always say you know always remember there is someone better though Mm -hmm. and and I think that wasn't in it certainly wasn't ever in a negative way it was in a you're doing a good job you need to recognize that but you always got to continue to work yeah you know what I mean you can't coast like this is you got to work hard to get you know what you have and have been certainly blessed with opportunities that I think are unique um but a huge piece of I think who I am and how I've been shaped is from my parents and my sisters too yeah, and the support sure. and the you know and the love and I just feel so grateful to have that too you know what I mean to have that type of background and, and support moving forward because I just think for me it's been incredibly important to yeah. feel confident to make these decisions to definitely go out on a limb and you know take a pay yeah. cut and yeah do hard things mm-hmm. but yeah that definitely makes sense <laughs> you know mm-hmm. So kind of like going off of what you said about your parents and the family aspect, how has like having children like your daughters like impacted yeah. your like career and also like your life yeah. <laughs> in general? That is a great question. And, and you know, so we, um, my wife and I had, we had kids later, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, um, I, I guess it's all relative, right? But <laughs> we had Wesley when I was 30, 30. Yeah. Okay. So, um, which is not that late, which is not that late, but saying. it's all relative, but yeah, later than some, right? Um, yeah. And I think, you know, for, for us and, and for me, I, I had, you know, 10 years. I graduated when I was 22. So, you know, I had 10 years of being a professional and kind of leading an independent life where I really only had to be real concerned about me. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's good to recognize. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot else that I was really responsible for. Mm-hmm. And I think when the girls came, um, I'd say uh, the the biggest shift for me was that I actually then cared when I left the office. Mm. You know, where before, <laughs> yeah, if no, I left that makes at a lot of sense. five or five thirty or six, mm-hmm. it didn't really matter. Yeah, you know, because yeah. it was just going to be you know, me. I was going to go home. We yeah. were going to make dinner. 
uh-huh. I watch a show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no, definitely. Hang yeah. out. Whereas, you know, now, and especially I remember when Wesley was first born, just her having her at home. I mean, at the end of the day, I would get like frantic because I was mm-hmm. like, the difference between five and 520 was massive, you definitely. know, because yeah. we're talking about, you know, cutting the time that I got to spend with her before bedtime mm-hmm. at, by, you know, 25%. So that really helped me and, and made me really try to reprioritize mm-hmm. a little bit um, and just make sure that, you know, my priorities during the day were even in line, that I could get the things done at work yeah. in the time that I had, you know, while I was there so that I could, you know, prioritize, you know, children and, yeah. and being around. That's a big mm-hmm. deal for me is being around. My parents were always around, you yes. know, even though yes. they're, um, they were busy, they're successful people. Um, they... There was not one time in my young life, I can't remember at least, Mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, my parents, you know, work is more important or Mm -hmm. they weren't there for, you know, something. And I just find that, found that so important as a Mm -hmm. kid. Um, And as an adult, I just want to try to do the same thing for my kids, Mm -hmm. you know. It's kind of hard to think of, like, yourself in the future, like, so far away from now. But I think Allie makes a really good point when she talks about, like, incorporating family and her job into like one another because I think it's really important for women especially to remember that you don't have to choose between building a family and building a career and you can do both and they can like intertwine with each other and they can mean a lot of the same things but I definitely think it's important that it's not just one I don't I think it's important to remember you don't have to pick and choose yeah for sure definitely keeping them separated in your life but also having your life work together to help them work out is like uh, again, like a faraway concept to think about, but a really important one because definitely as even I look towards the future, it's like, what do you want to do, but also who do you want to be? And does your family def- define who you are? Does your job define who you are? And at the end of the day, it really all defines who you are, and it's just important to keep that in mind. Yeah, for sure. And I think in the past, there have been barriers where women have thought they're expected to build a family and not as much build a career, but I think it's really important that women start to realize that they can do both. And if they want to do both, it's perfectly, like they're perfectly able to do it. Yeah, and I think like definitely that's something that our generation will be good for. And it's something that Ali speaks to, just bridging that gap and building what women before us didn't have and becoming people who we wanna be despite, but also along with our families switching topics have you ever felt like either empowered or maybe I don't really know what the opposite is underpowered something like that by like another woman another female or has there ever been like like a situation just like where they good bad just something like that I have to say I've been so blessed in my in my journey through all of this um I have so few examples or experiences of people that really cut me down or made my life more difficult Mm -hmm. than it needed to be. Um, And and I feel grateful about that because I don't think that's necessarily everyone's experience. Yeah. Um, So for me, I have a lot of, you know, positive women and positive Mm -hmm. experiences, you know, with those women in in getting me to the next level. And um, one thing that I've kind of always done even when I was in college and kind of thought about going into this profession is um, I'm I think maybe it's because being an athlete you can probably relate is that 
I, I always joke with your dad because I always tell him, like, if nothing else, I'm very coachable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely, like, yeah, for sure. I don't think I know everything. I know I don't know everything. Um, so actually, throughout my career, I've always reached out. And it's mostly been to women because I yeah. can relate. And, and I think representation sure. matters. And I can see myself in those women. Yeah. Um, and, and I've always reached out to women who, you know, I thought were impressive for one reason or another yeah, or definitely um, and have honestly kind of had in hand just asked for advice and help yeah and and I think that's huge and I think as women you know we all connect um in different ways than than you know if, if it was a man or a woman or I mean who knows two men mm-hmm. I'm sure they connect as well <laughs> um but you, you know what I mean where yeah. I, I think that we have this ability to connect and I throughout my career whether I was in accounting or whether I was you know at Edward Jones or at Raymond James or at LPL which are just these different custodians that we've used I actually could name a person in each of those um, companies even that you know I reached out to or even reached out to me and said you know hey we see you you know what I mean we see you're trying we see your effort Um, how can I help or I've gone to them and said, hey, I see you, mm-hmm. and you're incredible. You are where I want to be. What did you learn along the way? So, um, yeah, for me, it's been such a journey of, you know, kind of being mentored and helped by so many women that are, um, that have done so well. And, and I think that's something that, you know, I tell, I mentor a couple kids at CU, and I, you know, and I try to tell kind of different people that I've been mentoring along the way is it's amazing how willing people are to listen and to talk um, if you just ask and my whole career my whole life I've kind of asked and then I've taken their advice you know like what would you do differently Mm -hmm. and then you take it seriously and then you try to do it you you know and um, so I think that there have just been so many positive female role models and and I think if there are some that aren't because obviously not all women Mm-hmm. are supportive and helpful no, and yeah, wonderful, sure. right? They're, yes. they're just people. We're all uh-huh. just people. <laughs> um, and, and I think if you run into one of those, I think, you know, that's okay too, but there's so many more people. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. find the next one that, that mm-hmm. you think is, definitely you know, kind of fits and, and that type of thing. So, yeah, I've, I've been really fortunate. I've, I've had a lot of wonderful Yeah, good. Good, I'm glad. That's good. Um, what, like, do you think the... Maybe not the, I don't really know how to say it, not the population of women, but maybe the amount of women, like, in your, like, field. Do you think that has changed in the past 10 or so years? Like, do you think it's growing? Um, Or maybe, like, it's just kind of staying the same? It's a great question. Yeah. And so, um, so I'm in the finance industry, right? Yes. So, um, this is a very male-dominated industry. Yeah, for sure. Um... And I started about 12 years ago. So this is a really like meaningful time period that you're referencing because it's the time period that I've actually been here, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I want to say when I started, you know, it was probably, you know, 10 or 12% of um, advisors were women. Wow. Uh, and especially young women. So, you know, when I, oh, definitely. when your dad and I started our firm, you know, I was 27. Mm-hmm. So um, not only was I female, but I was also really young, <laughs> you know, um, definitely in that yeah. business. And, uh, I'd say, thankfully, it's starting to shift. Um, I, I think we're probably not quite double where we were then, um, and my numbers are probably wrong. But no, no. Um, <laughs> I think worries. now we're yeah. probably women represent maybe eighteen or nineteen percent. Oh wow! But when you think about, whenever I think about stuff like that, and I think about different careers, and um, you know, not just ours, but you think about 
women that are represented in, in leadership or professional roles, right? So your advisor. Um, and then you think about the people that they're serving. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of women. There's yes. actually more women mm-hmm, than sure. there are men. Um, you know, in when it comes to just the clients that we serve, and, and really that really is a function of just the longevity and women live longer. Yeah, <laughs> we for were, sure. We're retired, so <laughs> definitely. Um, you know, so I think that's, that's really point. interesting, and I think that especially in our industry specifically, for women there are so many opportunities because. There aren't that many of us mm-hmm. um, on this side of the table, yeah. and there's so many on the other side of the mm-hmm. table. So I feel like if we can, you know, kind of figure out, you know, the schools and just young women in general who are interested in this type of work, to not shy away from the fact that there aren't as many women mm-hmm. because no we need women. Yes. You know what I mean in this yes. role. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that if you talk to your everyday person who works with an advisor or um, you know, kind of just because the nice thing is we just work with people. Mm-hmm. Like they're just kind of normal people. Yeah. And you ask, I think that a lot of them would say that it's underrepresented, and that's not, um, and it certainly is not because we can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's just a structure to the business that, for whatever reason, wasn't marketed or appealing or whatever. But I think that's changing, um, and I really hope it's changing. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, I think. It is from over the last decade, certainly two decades, you know, it has changed um, and we're seeing more women. Yeah. But we're not seeing enough. Yeah. Um, we need more women. I mean, eight out of 10 advisors are men. Yeah, that's. It, it just it doesn't make sense, you know? <laughs> no, it and doesn't. Then, yeah. And then, you know, six out of 10 clients are women. So you're like, yeah, it doesn't match oh, up. <laughs> yeah. You should probably have like a little bit of a mirror. Yeah. You know? Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping that we get, you know, you know, more women interested in the profession as you, you want to, and ultimately you can do hard things. Yeah. And, I, and I think, um, yeah, so I'm hoping the industry continues to change. Yeah. Perfect. Um, kind of on another topic shift, do you have like, it doesn't need to be like, like just a quote, obviously, but just kind of like an idea or like an idea of an advice or like an encouragement you could give to like young women, like you were saying, going to a difficult career, kind of like you did Mm -hmm. just like something like that you think it's important to remember, like kind of how you said you remember like your long-term goals and not just what's hard today, what's hard tomorrow, but like what it's going to be worth like years from now. So just Mm -hmm. kind of like something like that kind of. Yeah. Um, I'd say for women thinking about going into, you know, difficult careers, I would say we need you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The career, the, the path needs you. Um, and it's okay to go into something that's hard. I mean, like I said, I, I think that acknowledging sometimes that it's going to be hard is half the battle. Yes. And, and that's a big part of, you know, kind of how I've dealt with different things is going into it. If you think, it's kind of like if you go out for a run, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do an easy one today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You run a couple of miles, it's going to be pretty flat. And then all of a sudden you end up doing, you know, sprints up a yeah. hill. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> now I know personally, like I can physically do this, yeah. but like, I don't feel like I can physically do it. Cause yeah. I just, I wasn't ready for it. It's mm-hmm. not what I set for out sure. to do today. Totally, you, yeah. you know, it's totally different. And, and I think careers are so similar where in any career, but particularly more challenging careers, mm-hmm. um, if you set out thinking it's going to be really easy, when you get a when you have a hard spot, it's going to be way harder. Mm-hmm. If you set out and you just acknowledge that like this is going to be hard, and not only is it going to be hard, but like that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the reason why it's okay is because 
I can do hard mm-hmm. things. You know, like I don't need it to be easy. Mm-hmm. If it were easy, everybody would do it, and that's not me. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to be different. I want to yes. be, you know. And I guess it's my competitive side. Like I want to be mm-hmm. better. You know of what I mean? Course, like yeah. I want to, I want to have that challenge. I want to have it. And I think that going into, you know, what everyone would acknowledge as a difficult career is that it's okay. It's just, you know, again, I think it's all about mindset, and it's just having a positive attitude. And just recognizing that the reasons that it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably hard because you probably don't know enough about it yet. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Find a mentor. Yeah. Reach out to someone who's ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. You know, I think yeah, that's probably the, the biggest thing. And, um, and, but the overarching, I would say, honestly, it's just like, we need you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need, we need women in hard mm-hmm. careers and we need women in male dominated mm-hmm. careers. Not because men aren't great. <laughs> you know, I work with a great one. One of the best men. But because representation no, matters, yeah, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think, um, you know, it's just such an important thing to be able to see yourself and, and to have representation all over. I think in general, women do tend to face a lot of challenges, but also we like challenges. And I think it's something that a lot of people underestimate is just the amount of women that just are willing to take on the challenge. And I think you see that with Allie, you see just the perseverance and the commitment to solving a problem, being part of the solution, doing her job. And I think that's just super, it's a good message for young women everywhere, just to keep with it and be persistent and take on a challenge because we can do it. I totally agree. I really like how you said that. We would like to give a quick shout out to Teresa Fazio Photography. Do you need an experienced senior portrait photographer? Teresa Fazio is here to help. For more information, you can call 303-903-1902. Teresa Fazio Photography, specializing in bespoke senior portrait experiences. Yeah. You seem like you're like, you really like want to grow as a person. You're always like trying to like, like you said, the competitive side, you're always trying to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any like current goals that you're like kind of reaching towards personal life, work life, yeah. family, whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, always. Yes. I think it's yeah. the answer to that. Yeah. Um, always have, have mul- you know, tons of goals. I, I'd, say, yes. I'd say personally, you know, my biggest goal right now, just because my kids are so small, yes. um, is being a good role model. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. And being a good parent. I, I think that, you know, you can kind of tell, it seems, you know, what do I know that my kids are small? But I think you can, you can tell your kids whatever you want. But I think yeah. at the end of the day, they kind of watch you mm-hmm. and they do what you do. Yeah. So, you know, Definitely. my goal is always to just be a good example and you know be a good person whatever that means um you know kind of across the board for sure and then professionally um you know I'm so thankful for what uh kind of where we've gotten to I I feel like we've had um some substantial success in our business and and that was a huge goal and and now I want to continue to grow our practice to where we can continue help people yes that's really what I love about what we do is that Definitely. we really do help people and we get them to a better place because of working with us than they were before um, but I think one shift for me as I move forward is is also I, I would love to get more involved with helping young women actually get into the profession so yes. I loved the the questions and the, and the fact that you reached out because mm-hmm. I think moving forward that's a huge goal for me oh, is yeah, for to sure. you know try to just help be a sounding board, be the mentor, be the person that so many people were to me, For sure. you know, along the way to be able to make someone feel more confident or answer questions that they have. Um, 
And I think at this point, you know, certainly have a lot of career goals, want to continue to grow, you know, help more people, be more successful. I think it would be, I'd be lying if I didn't say that that was certainly a huge piece of what yeah. I want to do. I, no, I for love sure, it. Yeah. I want to grow. I want to be better. Um, but I also, you know, am at a point where I really want to, um, you know, help the next generation to just have the opportunities that I had and, yeah. um, and be able to explore something that maybe they didn't think they could explore. This episode is coming to a close. Thank you so much, Allie, for joining us and opening up about your life. I think your words will inspire many young women who want to work in a difficult field. This interview was conducted by Grace Higgins and me, Gretchen Metz, and written and edited by Reagan Blanton and Kiera Peterson. Thank you to our donors, Debbie Mowry Evans and Stephanie Zeckman. If you are interested in donating, please visit our website. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in again for another episode of We Can and We Will on March 10th, where Stephanie Smith will join us and discuss her job as a consultant for political candidates. I also believe that our country was is needs to see women in power.